0: Just go to Indeed.com slash wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: We're talking week 15 passing game matchups on Roto-Viz Radio. What's up, Roto-Viz? Welcome into the Rotoviz Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm Dave Cabin, one of the owners here at Rotoviz, coming to you with a solo episode tonight where we take a super quick look at the week 15 passing game matchups. I am fairly under the weather, so I'm just gonna try to get through this quickly to make sure you get the information on the players that look like they're well positioned. The players that do not look well positioned, um, as obviously this is a crucial week, but we're probably not going to go into the level of detail that we normally would, uh, as I'm not sure how long I will be able to stay in front of this microphone if you catch my drift. With that out of the way, (laughs) let's just get right into some passing game matchup ratings. Okay. The wide receiver with the best matchup rating of all wide receivers is Jerry Judy gets a matchup rating of 68. Of course, he's coming off of that monster three touchdown performance against the Chiefs. I think that you're probably going to see a fair amount of coverage on him from Anthony Hamilton, uh, who when he's been guarding wide receivers or when he's been the primary defender on wide receivers lined up out of the slot this year is running like 2.1 points per target, which is a pretty high clip. And then he and Marco Wilson, who are likely to be the two defenders that spend the most time on Judy are allowing about a combined 15.1 points per game on direct targets. And most of the thresholds to the Cardinals have been fairly forgiving uh, so this looks like a really good spot for Judy to try to put up another wide receiver one performance, which actually would only be his second of the season. Every single charger is in the like top 10 of matchup ratings for wide receivers with an average of more than six points per game this week. And a lot of that has to do with just how bad Tennessee has been. At defending wide receivers in recent weeks. Near the absolute most favorable across all thresholds. Top 48 wide receivers are putting up 17.3 points against the Titans as a result of that. Looks like a great week for Mike Williams, uh, Keenan Allen, and the rest of the wide receivers for the Chargers. Other players that look pretty good. Elijah Moore draws a a matchup rating here of a 60. The Jets are playing the Lions. We've talked so much about how favorable matchup the Lions have been for opposing wide receivers. I doubt though that those of you that are listening that have playoff teams really need to turn Elijah Moore's way um, given that we still have not seen him. I think he has yet to even put up a wide receiver to performance and we have not seen him get a boost from white the way that Garrett Wilson has i'm actually going to look this up quickly here cuz this is kind of interesting uh Elijah Moore in 2022 if we look at his numbers here yeah all wide receiver three performances his best game of the year was 14 points against the bears in week 12 did put up 12 points against Buffalo last week but this is just a huge disappointment uh, this year for Moore and despite this being an okay matchup or pro- honestly probably a pretty favorable matchup you're probably not going to be playing him seeing as even if he's in line to beat a seasonal average his seasonal average is basically like six points this year uh, so you're not really into that. Curtis Samuel gets a good matchup against the Giants as does Terry McLaurin. Uh, The Giants, from a threshold perspective, are allowing about two wide receivers a game to go over 10 PPR. So it looks like there's a pretty decent chance that they both will be able to achieve that this week. I know that the GLSP likes McLaurin, uh, but let's take a quick look here at Samuel as he's probably the player that could be on the fence for some teams. Sure enough, we see him with an average PPR this week of about 9.5 points. Uh, However, 55% of his matches were held to underneath 10. So overall, uh, on paper, this looks like a decent matchup for Curtis Samuel, who's averaging nine points per game this year. Uh, Maybe he's in flex consideration on some teams. Demarcus Robinson against Cleveland draws a matchup rating here of a 59. Uh, if you were in absolute dire straits, perhaps he's a player that you could look to um, given that rating and Demarcus Robinson. It's been a really interesting season for him uh, since coming in to the fold for Baltimore, getting inserted into that offense. He's actually had a couple of good games and is averaging 6.4 on the year. However, in recent weeks, does have a 21.8 performance against the Panthers, an 11 spot against the Broncos, and then put up 10.2 against Pittsburgh last week. So he could be an absolute desperation play for some of you out there. Alan Lazard gets a 56. Uh, I don't know if I mentioned Isaiah McKenzie, but in Buffalo's matchup with Miami, he is by and large, the bill that gets the most favorable matchup here. And if I sort the tool to look at just Buffalo, uh, what we'll see is that he gets a 58. You have Diggs and Gabe Davis down in the 47 range. Um, so a somewhat more favorable matchup for McKenzie. Perhaps that makes him an interesting fill-in option for some teams as well. Other wide receivers that uh, land towards the top that are worth talking about. There's really not that many. Uh, it was a good matchup for DK Metcalf. Of course, he's going to be have played by the time that you check this out. Uh, Tyler Lockett, decently favorable matchup as well. Wide receivers towards the bottom that we need to hit on here. Uh, You have Devonta Smith getting the lowest rating of the week down at a 25. AJ Brown is down pretty low as well. No surprise here. When you are playing a secondary like Chicago's that has been pretty stymieing across the season, you're probably going to see that. The one thing that I would note here is is that wide receivers in the top 48 in recent weeks have done pretty darn well against the Bears. When you look in the threshold section of the tool, I think that with the way that this offense has been operating, I really wouldn't sweat this too much. Obviously, AJ Brown is going to be in your lineup. Now, Devonta Smith, if we look at him in the GLSP, gets an average of 12.6 points. Um, has 24% of his matches going between 10 to 15, 16, between 15 to 20. So I think that he's in a range where you definitely could consider playing him despite what we're seeing in terms of the way that his matchup works out against the bears. And if I just look at the last five teams that have faced the Eagles, uh, we're gonna see a couple of wide receivers here, such as Tyree Kill putting up 27.3, Amon Ross St. Brown at 22, Drake London was at seven, but Garrett Wilson at 26, Christian Watson at 24. So I think that you're perfectly fine playing either of these guys. Yes, with the way that they operate, uh, they don't draw the strongest ratings, but we've seen enough success as of late that I think you can feel good about putting either of them in. So if you're looking at Smith in the tool and that's kind of turning you off, I would not worry about it too much. Pretty tough matchup for the guys on Cincinnati. Of course, we're playing them um, probably no matter what. uh, But Tyler Boyd, I'm not sure if on some teams, he's a guy that you might have to turn toward getting into your lineup. Let's just drill in on him here a little bit because you have Jamar Chase down at a 28, but Tyler Boyd at a 49, T. Higgins was at a 31. So if you are a slot wide receiver, the matchup against Tampa Bay is much easier for you than it is if you are a player that operates on the outside. Of course, Tyler Boyd, man, it has not been um, great sailing for him over the last couple of weeks. Had a couple of games Early on in the year, but really since week seven has been rather irrelevant, all wide receiver, three performances, um, has not really done a whole lot, but it is a decent matchup for him. Uh, let me take a look here and just see if there's any other players that I feel necessary to call out while I'm
0: looking through this list. Um, Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem-solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Mike
1: Evans, tough matchup for him, matchup rating of just 29 against the box you have marquez valdez scantling coming in pretty low poor matchup for darius Slayden against the commanders zay jones who we talked about pretty low in the matchup rating of a 33 but of the guys that you might be consider playing the only other player that has a significantly hard matchup here where they're out of the ordinary and even at that it's a matchup rating of 30 which isn't a rating that we rarely see. He's at 30. uh, That's DJ Chark in Detroit's matchup with the Jets. Now, if I think about who he's likely to see coverage from, there's a couple of players. um, As I look through the alignments here, I think that you're probably going to have Okuda playing the most against Wilson Um, or wait, sorry, sorry. (laughs) Oh boy, we're talking about Detroit's offense, not we we already touched upon uh, the Jets, right? So you have Chark is probably going to get DJ Reed and Sauce Gardner a fair amount. I think we know that that has been a pretty tough duo for opposing wide receivers to face. So Chark has put together some nice games as of late, but probably a tough matchup for him against the jets all right let's quickly take a look at some tight ends here the tight end with the best matchup of the week is gerald everett against tennessee uh, we talked about the chargers earlier in, in their matchup with the titans the titans regardless of position whether it's wide receiver or tight end have struggled uh tyler conklin A 56 against the Lions. Greg Dulcich, a 54 against the Cardinals. Jordan Aikens also gets a 54 in his matchup with the Chiefs. If you look at tight ends and the thresholds, you'll see that the most favorable matchups have been the Jaguars, the Lions, the Dolphins, Rams, Packers, Falcons, and Cardinals. So it's not much of a surprise that you see Dulcich getting into the top this week as he's facing the Cardinals. And again, you have Conklin against the Lions with a 56 Uh, players coming in very low this week that are worth noting. If you've been thinking of using Isaiah likely or Foster Moreau to kind of fill in for some of your other tight ends, they're both down in the mid to low thirties, which again is probably not a range That's out of the ordinary, but doesn't speak to having a great outlook against the defense that they are facing. Uh, TJ Hawkinson, Kyle Pitts, both down in the 30s. Beyond that, though, not a lot of tight ends that are in a range where you're going to start to think that um, you really need to radically shift expectations off of their average. Uh, Again, obviously, you can go and look at all of this in the passing game matchup raider tool on the site definitely a good exercise to get in there and drill into these a little bit more those are kind of the highlights though of players um, at both ends of the spectrum i apologize for not going in more depth hitting more players here but i just wanted to make sure that i was able to get out something that might help some of you out there that uh you know tune in each week to get a little bit more of an edge as you're setting your lineup. I did get one question here that I want to answer related to the uh, GLSP episode that we talked about earlier in the week. This comes in from Cowbells for Cowbells. Uh, pick one, um, Bam Knight versus Dobbins. So this is Zonovan Knight versus J.K. Dobbins. Uh, Let me shift gears here and pop into the GLSP to just kind of help me think about this a little bit more. My gut here is that you have a very tough matchup for Knight. Dobbins is probably going to be kind of like the knee-jerk reaction, but if you look in the GLSP, you'll see that Knight actually has a bit better of an outlook in terms of upside. Now the Ravens are facing the Browns and in recent weeks, let's just take a sample of those running backs that the Browns uh, have faced and what they've done. They've actually been somewhat favorable. I mean, Jeff Wilson put up 22 Devin Singletary was at 17 white was around 19 Pierce was at in the 12s, Joe Mixon 12.6 I think I'm going Dobbins here and I am inclined to say that Curtis would agree with me as I know he's pretty worried about Bam um, getting into our lineups on the teams that we share. Now their second picks are between Darius Slayden, Elijah Moore, Devin Singletary. I believe we mentioned that Moore has a good matchup, uh, but I'd be more inclined to play Singletary over him. Now that's not to say that Singletary has a great outlook this week. Um, Buffalo is facing the Dolphins this week. I would imagine that you're probably going to expect Singletary to score around like eight or nine points. GLSP has him there. When I just look at this matchup and think about it, I think that's probably a fair number of what makes sense. So I think it's more of a Sladen versus Singletary decision here. Uh, Miami has had al- allowed some good performances in recent weeks, but they've been playing the likes of Nick Chubb, Christian McCaffrey, Austin Eckler. So it's hard to really read into that too much on the year. Singletary is averaging 11 and a half points, has been an RB 2 31% of the time, RB one 23% of the time. Now, Darius Slayton, just to hit upon him one more time here. If you look at his matchup rating, we'll filter for New York. Slayton is down with just a 32. Uh, Let me just drill in on this a little bit more. I'm expecting that Slayton's probably going to see fairly even coverage from the defenders on the commanders, which would be Fuller, Holmes, Bobby McCain. I can go into the alignment tab here in the tool and look at the points per game that they are just surrendering on direct targets. And as I'd mentioned prior, it's going to be the commanders that the giants are facing. So Kendall Fuller allowing just four points per game on direct targets. Um, Holmes has been a lot more favorable at 14.1. So there could be something to exploit there and then the other players, McCain, at just 2.7. So not a great matchup overall. There is something for him to take advantage of, though. So our final step here will be if we go into the Flex tab in the GLSP tool and we just look at their distributions. You got Darius Slayden against Devin Singletary. It's probably going to look fairly the same in the distribution, uh, Singletary is a little bit more upside than Slayden, but very similar. Given that tough matchup, I think I would give the edge to Singletary this week. So cowbells for cowbells, you're going to go with Dobbins and then, oh, it's a, all right. You said pick one and then pick two. I'm assuming I can only pick one for each though, but my answer to the second would be Singletary and Slayton. If you can only pick one, Devin Singletary. All right. Thank you everybody for tuning in. We will look forward to seeing you next week. Hope that you win your matches and have another fun weekend of fantasy football. Thank you for listening to the Rotoviz Fantasy Football Show. Send us questions at rvffshow at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at DaveCabinFF and at CPatrickNFL. Leave us a voicemail at 978-615-9214 and make sure to rate, review, and subscribe.